We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back here inside the vault. I'm Bobby Trossett, as always, joined alongside my co-host and partner, Sarah Ellison. And we are excited because Inside the Vault with Roquan Smith, powered by Cybertech, returns. And it's returning in just a couple minutes from now, partner, as always. He was really good, super insightful coming off the Cardinals win, but also holding him and his defense accountable because we know that they hold themselves to a significantly high standard in Baltimore and in this current group with this current scheme, this current defensive coordinator and this current personnel. And I thought he did a good job of balancing both celebrating the win, having a whole lot of fun on the plane, also taking a look at the Seahawks a little bit, but, but most importantly, making sure that uh, accountability is preached. No, they definitely had fun. I enjoyed his attire, which we'll, we'll get into. Uh, but yeah, we talked quite a bit about, you know, what happened on defense Asked, you know, if there's a theme to what happened. I mean, 17 fourth quarter points isn't going to cut it in the future. So we dug into all of that and more. It was so good, too, talking about what he does with wide receivers uh, at the line of scrimmage, letting them know about certain things if you're going to come to the second level, right? That was pretty funny because we did see him get Marquise Brown pretty good at one point. Uh, he talked a little bit about his shoulder injury. Remember, he, he missed Wednesday's practice, kind of gave the Ravens fan base a scare. How the word and phrase angry birds came into play should be a good one. And uh, just a number of other things, including responding to the bulletin board material that the Arizona Cardinals gave the Ravens back in May during the NFL schedule release, which we've talked about quite a bit at this point. Before we dive in and bring in Agent Zero, this is Inside the Vault, powered by our friends at CyberTech, and they are a next-generation local recruiting resourcing and outsourcing firm a new way to acquire resources whether you're in need of new hires contingent staff or just seeking to outsource a business or technical function cybertech is the organization for you if you're in need of resources and candidates and don't have the time to sift through dozens of resumes cybertech is a company that really understands your needs and presents candidates that are not in the open market within 48 hours cybertech has over 40 years of combined experience and working with some of the largest organizations both in the Baltimore area and nationally. So if you're interested, if you're intrigued, you should be. Meet myself, Sarah, and the CyberTech team for an introduction by scanning the QR code that you'll see in the upper right-hand corner of your screen right now. And you can also go to the show notes below for a direct email 
to get in touch with the folks at Cybertech. Huge thank you to them for believing in what we're building here in Baltimore and beyond. Shall we cut to Agent Zero, partner? Let's do. He is always a treat. Here we are. Without further ado, Roquan Smith back here inside the vault. Let's get it. All right, partner, how can we not begin with this? And while we do, let's bring him in because is this the chain gang? Is this the chain flock? What are you spearheading here, Roquan? (laughs) Honestly, it was just one of those in the moment type things. Uh, After the game, there was a lot of raving faithfuls um, out of the game. And um, a husband and a wife were so nice enough to uh, actually give me the chain was like, Hey, can we have a picture together? And then I'm like, sure. And then I really would love for you to wear this chain. And, uh, you know, and I'm like, okay, I'll take a picture with it. And then it's like, no, I don't want it back. I want you to keep it so you can always remember. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, okay, for sure. And yeah, I rocked it out and, you know, ended up on, um, Marlo's, uh, IG. What about those glasses? Where did those come from? Oh, those glasses are actually mine. They were pretty sweet. I actually got them, um, this weekend. So, uh, I needed a pair of shades or something, forgot uh, my other pair back at home. So I'm like, I need a sick pair. And I thought those was like some that could fit the uh, mold for any time, any place. <laughs> Roquan, you are the perfect mood for Monday Purple Morning. As you can see, I tweeted this morning, the picture of you rocking that. You're, t- you're six and two. You're tied for the top of the AFC. You sit alone on top of the AFC North. I know it wasn't up to your standards. We'll get to that. How are you feeling coming into this Monday after all the travel you guys have had and you're sitting tied atop the AFC? No, it definitely feels amazing, uh, you know, being exactly uh, where we are with the traveling and things of that nature. And I think some of those things can be just used as excuses, but I have a lot of faith in this uh, team and everything that we do uh, week in and week out. And I feel like we're just still gelling each and every game, just, you know, little things, you know, little things just continuing to get better. And, you know, wins are hard to come by in this league. So six and two, we're sitting pretty good right now, but we definitely uh, want more. And I know every guy uh, can say the same thing in the locker room. Apparently, the Georgia boy in you felt right at home both this week in media availability, as you see on the screen, and also just getting it done in the desert. Let's cut to that Instagram live feed for just a quick minute here, just in case folks haven't seen it yet, as one tends to do. I mean, if you're around Marlon when he's on IG Live, you're probably going to get featured, and that was you last night on the plane ride back. Hey, man, if I'm just keeping it a bean, which being real, you know, I'm up here with Mike with his goggles on. And, you know, you got oh, you're up here with Mike McDonald. Is Mike McDonald yeah, near? Mike McDonald. Oh, Mike McDonald's Mike right McDonald's. here. Wow. Yeah, but you know, I'm going to get him a snake and you see this right here. Is that this real? This my paycheck they gave me. Hey, man. <laughs> spend it, spend it well. Hey, you spend it well. You know, you know gold hold is bad. You know, you know I, have a, I have a little bit of, you know, not beef, but, you know, your pregame speeches. Mm-hmm. A lot of profanity in that thing, man. There's a lot, a lot of, lot of, lot of choice words, mm-hmm. you know. But talk to me about, you know, the, the passion, the passion with this Mike McDonald defense. That you, I mean, talk to me about the passion you have with the guys, man. Yeah, man, it's just a bunch of fearless guys. No, but. Like, uh... <laughs> 
you know, uh, <laughs> real talk, man. You know, like the profanity, I really don't get too much in there. That more, more so get blurted out, but it just more so be, Does I'm it? just, uh, <clears throat> I'm just myself, authentic. You know, I can't go out there and try to fake and be something I'm not. So I am who I am, and I just try to express that through the guys. You know, like a great asset in yourself. You know, with a nice fit on, man. I just enjoy just being out there speaking to you guys. I just hope you like just take a bit from it. Because if you think the way I think, you're ready to run through a wall. Yes, sir. Any day of the week and twice yes, on Sundays. Twice on Sundays. Just a little glimpse into, into what a winning plane ride home back to the East Coast could look and sound like. But we got to ask you about these pregame speeches. We see them. Now we've heard about them. We haven't actually heard the contents of what's going down. But what, what happens to you in those pregame moments, Roquan? Man, it just it'd be those moments for sure. And it just be like getting the guys going. And I just try to, you know, more so I just try to create an image for the guys, what I see in my head and what I what I feel in my heart, in a sense. And I feel like when I do that, I express I express that through my words. And I think it goes over well and to have the guys uh, ready to go. Not like that. They would not be ready to go, even if I didn't have the speeches. But like when the speeches come, it just like motivate them a little more. I hear guys come up to me all the time like, bro. What you be saying, boy, that, it has me going ready for me to run through anything, <laughs> anywhere. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely pretty sweet. And I just try to be myself. Well, not try to be myself. I be myself throughout, through and through. And I feel like the guys respect that. And, you know, it's just a nice little recipe that we have. Oh, there's de definitely that moment where you came out joking to be hard. But I know that's really you. Uh, that that's like a flip switch. That's my favorite is when NFL players that are like, here we are talking, you're super nice, super cool, super easy to talk to. And then that switch flips and Demon I mode. can see why people want to run through a wall, not for you, but with you. Cause I know it kind of looked like you were running through a wall on Marquise Brown in one of those plays. You gave him a little something, something. Is that you like to give a little extra cooking with grease when they come across the middle? Yeah, no, for sure. It definitely when uh, those receivers come through uh, on those low routes, little mesh routes and things of that nature, uh, I try to wake them up a little bit. So, <laughs> you know, I, I've, I've gotten a couple. I've only got one to drop down uh, to his knees. That was uh, it was what St. Brown leading the game last week. It was like a boxing match. You know, I hit him a couple times throughout the game and then like. The 13th round, he dropped. <laughs> it was kind of funny, but I didn't get too many on two yesterday, but I did get one on him, and then he pre pretty much just aborted the route. So, yeah, I just got to, you know, send a message, help my DBs out when uh, the little guys coming in there hanging out uh, in uh, me and PQ's territory. Oh, I love it. So, speaking of, you know, scaring people, you, you obviously scare a couple receivers coming over. You scared – Ravens fans, when you missed Wednesday's practice, luckily you came back with that cowboy hat on. Let us know that you were going to be there. How's the shoulder feeling this morning? Are you are you coming out of the desert clean? Yeah, coming out of the desert clean. So I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited about this week of work, uh, knowing that we got a really good Seattle team uh, coming into town. So you know, I'll definitely be ready, and body feels great. Rocon, we got to ask you about a dude who is yet again after another NFL week, which I guess won't technically go finalized until after Monday Night Football, but who cares? Geno Stone leads the league in interceptions, and as Jonas Schaefer pointed out here, only 14 teams had more picks coming into Week 8, and then with the fifth interception this year, he matches the great Ed Reed as the first Raven to have five picks in a season through the team's first eight games. 
he's a heck of a story. I, I know he's been in Baltimore a little bit longer than you, so I don't know how much you actually know about just how much adversity he's been through, right? The resilience, but just speak to what you've seen from your guy in the back end there. It's been an awesome comeback story. Yeah, man, seriously. Uh, I'm so proud of that guy. Like, uh, it's kind of funny because, like, you know, when I got here, uh, our lockers are, like, uh, I think one down is PQ, then his. And, like, we've connected since, you know, since I first got here, been able to, like, really, you know, hang out, do things outside the building, uh, go places, dinners, uh, et cetera. And, man, just the respect I have for him, like, you know, the guy, you know, even last year he was uh, playing, starting when I first got here with Marcus uh being down and whatnot, but just the way he uh, approached work every day, whether he was the starter or not, like, you know, honing in on his special team things and doing whatever he got to do to make sure he's the best uh, best person he can be for the team. So I got a lot of respect for him, and the guy goes out still balling out on defense and still playing the phases on special teams. You can't do anything but respect them and, like, you know, things he's been through being – cut from uh, Baltimore, going to Houston, coming back, um, and things of that nature. I always thought the guy can play a uh, good ball, never really going to beat himself or anything along those lines. It's just, you know, it's opportunity. He's taking full advantage of it, and I'm so proud of him. I, I can't express that enough, but I know there's so much more in store for him uh, this year. He knows that as well. We talk about it uh, week in and week out. He also wasn't about to let Stevens have two. Stevens was ready for that. <laughs> Gino stole it from both Brandon and Dobbs. Yep, it's funny because, like, when I came to the sideline, because uh, a little before, like, when I was that play, I was running back towards after I seen the ball thrown, and I looked up, I seen uh, B. Steve eyes that got so big, and then I seen Gino <laughs> jump in front of him. Then I said, when they got to the sideline, I'm like, bro, Gino, I'm kind of glad you jumped in front of B. Steve because B. Steve looked like he was a little scared right there. <laughs> That's awesome. That's perfect. Well, and we got to talk about one other teammate who was, I mean, just a beast. That is Michael Pierce. As you already know, I know he probably takes on some blockers to keep you and PQ clean, but he just, he cleaned up. He had the sack strip. He had two fourth down stops. He had the one pass deflection, uh, five tackles, one for a loss. And then my favorite play. Uh, well, other than the the the, strack, the sack strip was his belly flop <laughs> over there. Um, tell Look what's him. it like playing? A, what's it like playing behind this gargantuan of a human being? Yeah, man, Big Mike P. Uh, call him Juggernaut. Uh, man, he's <laughs> he's a heck of a heck of a dude, and uh, you know, a heck of a player as well. Uh, just the way he come to work day in, day out, don't say much, just put his head down and just goes to work. I've always uh, respected him since I uh, first got here. And, yeah, man, I love having him play in front of me, knowing that one guy definitely can't move him and two guys, then you have a chance at moving him. You know, so when I think about it from that perspective, man, just having guys like him up in front of me and don't mind doing the dirty work or whatever the work calls for him to do, just line up every play, just do it. What you need for me to do, bro, I got you. I got you. And, like, that's his mindset. And, I wouldn't want to have any – I couldn't really ask for any other – a better teammate in his position. He just goes about things the right way, busts his tail day in and day out, and, you know, make the plays that uh, come to him. Never try to, you know, press for anything. Just do what he have to do week in and week out. And I'm just so happy for him. And he coming off, you know, the injury and whatnot last year. So face some adversity. And I just know he's just so happy to be out there playing ball with his brothers as, like, I've talked with him. So I'm very happy for him. 
run stuffer specialist extraordinaire. That was fun to watch. But uh, and sometimes you know guys like him, they don't necessarily show up in the in the box score, right? But he got his yesterday, and and he certainly uh, he certainly did. You know, Roquan as much as many positives as there are to talk about through eight weeks, six and two, right atop the division, sitting in good shape. Seems like you and Marlon, based on what I've seen from some of the beat reporters, you guys made it a point post game to kind of share that hey, this was not good enough. We got some things to clean up. What were your your messages there, and, and what did you mean by that? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, no excuses by any means. Uh, and hats off to uh, Arizona. Those guys played uh, played their tails off, uh, played in the, uh, play out, played very hard and whatnot. But we just have a high standard, and we know personally I can speak for the defense, can't speak for really any other group, but I'm sure the guys can say some of the same things. Uh, and every, every guy on the defensive side of the ball, as I was going through the plane yesterday, just talking with the guys, you know, there's a lot of play, a couple plays each group wished uh, they could have back uh, from the D-line, linebackers, as well as the secondary. And when you hold yourself to such a high standard, like – you know, being average or good, it's not good enough. When you want to be great, uh, that's what you set your standards on, and that's what you believe uh, you should be playing and play out, and that um, adds up to game in and game out. So we know we didn't play to our, our standard, but, man, like I told the guys in the locker room and um, whatnot, it's very tough. Lead, uh, wins in this league are very tough to come by, so you definitely have to cherish them uh, regardless of, like, how you get it at the end of the day because, you know, everybody in this league are good enough to beat you on any given Sunday. But we just know there was little things, uh, fundamental things that uh, got away from us a bit in the game, and we just know we're going to have to hone in on those this week uh, with a, a good Seattle team uh, coming into town. And I know every guy will be uh, up for the challenge uh, talking with the guys. So definitely getting back uh, to what we do to fundamentals and just honing in this week. And I think things will go over well. So in that first quarter, when they they score on their first drive, which is very uncharacteristic, it's like, all right, I'm throwing it out because they, they they got help with some flags. You know, it was I, I went back and saw the Hamilton thing. I don't I don't know about Hamilton where it erased Matabikes, but it was more the fourth quarter. That's so like 17 fourth quarter points. Were you was there a theme in there of what went wrong? Like, did you guys diagnose it or was it just like you know, one guy here and there missing an assignment or a miscommunication, but was there a theme in there? Yeah, it was basically just back back to fundamentals. And, like, in a nutshell, it was just one guy or two guys, including myself on some of it as well, uh, wasn't uh, doing, doing our job to uh, execute and get off the field. And I feel like when you do that, uh, you know, any team could beat you in this league. So we know exactly what it is, though, so it's not like something we're going to panic about or anything like that. We just got to – we played great ball all year long, and it was just, you know, a couple plays here and there that they got. So, you know, hats off to those guys for uh, doing what they did and whatnot. But I just know we're, we'll be better for sure, and, you know, we definitely take that uh, take that personal. Let's rewind quickly here to May when it was the NFL schedule release, and Arizona's social media team thought that it would do something funny. I guess they thought it was funny. They decided to troll, maybe even take playful shots at every single one of their opponents. I don't know why you would possibly do that, give guys extra bulletin board material. It's not like you guys need any more of that. You find it on your own, whether teams give it to you or not, Roquan. But did this find its way into any meeting or any conversation or any any speech throughout the week leading up? Honestly, no. I, I Actually, I think someone – I may have seen that somewhere, but – 
I wasn't I didn't really pay that too much attention. I think I seen it and then running back, I figured that's what they was trying to say, but I really honestly didn't really look into it. I just looked at it. It was like the Cardinals is on the schedule and they have to get dealt with. So that's that's how I looked at it. <laughs> that is perfect. Where do you come up with this stuff, man? I'm telling you, there's just there's just times where where we're watching you in the locker room and we're all bracing ourselves. He's gonna come up with a one liner that's gonna one up the the, the previous one liner. It's hysterical. <laughs> hey, I just you, you know, coming from the heart. It's, yeah, you get compared to Ray a lot for your playing because the position, but it was actually Terrell Suggs that always came up with a like a golden one liner every single week. You remind me of him in that sense. But Roquan, we are less. Then 24 hours away from the trade deadline. Last year, we didn't know what was about to come, but it was monumental. EDC bringing you to Baltimore certainly changed the defense. Now, I know EDC is not talking to you or any of the players saying, hey, here's what I'm thinking. I'm sure he's working the phone calls. We'll see. It takes two to tango. But Marlon Humphrey said on his podcast that he's had guys come up to him and be like, yo, I got to come to Baltimore. Um, A, do you know who that is? Or B, do you have guys coming up to you being like, hey, bring me over to you? Honestly, no. Marlo's really the guy that just goes out and like just be, you know, talk to any person at any given time. Be like, hey, bro, what you think of Marlo bait somebody into it or something like that. So <laughs> he's Marlo almost like uh, the media in a sense sometimes. So <laughs> it's like he knows how to get he knows how to get what he needs to get from you um, in a sense. But like, yeah. It's crazy thinking back like a Tuesday, like, yeah, uh, getting traded. Like last year, you had no idea uh, where I was going when I was up there in the uh, meeting with the GM or whatnot. And it's like, you know, I remember him saying like, you know, this is the tough part of the business and everything like that. And it was like five minutes goes by where I had no idea like what the team was. So like I'm thinking in my head, where am I going? Am I going out west? Am I going out east? Like where am I going? So it was like, it was definitely a lot of, a lot of that, a lot of emotions into that. So, but yeah, just looking back at it now, I'm just, you know, very grateful to be here in this position, you know, with these guys in Baltimore, a good team, great team, you know, got a chance to compete for one uh, year in and year out. And I couldn't really ask for any more uh, with being here and knowing that like my career, you know, knowing that I'm going to be competing for one year in and year out. That's crazy to think that we're coming up year on makes. one year. Yeah, that is wild. Should we get to some fan questions before we wrap up? Let's do it. All right. Let's see here. Ravens fan 2-3 at the Ravens fan 2-3 on Twitter. What's it like playing behind Michael Pierce and Matt Beast, especially on a day where, yeah, they were awfully disruptive in the desert? Yeah, man. Like I said earlier, Juggernaut and Big Pierce, man, playing behind him, knowing he's going to – eat up two blocks and if someone if a double team starts out on him then I take it off more than likely he's going to beat that center guard and make the play so it's like whatever you want he's able to uh make it happen and Meta Beast man I got like when he's on he's on like I think no one can block him when he like when he have his mindset no one can block that guy in the league he has power speed can beat you from pretty much any direction I seen him yesterday how he pretty much just like took a guard and just like went and sat him down on his butt. And I'm just like, man, the power that I do have like <laughs> is insane to say the least. You know, the running joke on social media too, Roquan is like, every time he makes a splash play, it's like cha-ching contract year for Matt of beast. You know, it's only a matter of time, man. 
No All doubt. Right. Yeah, he's definitely going to uh, be counting coins uh, soon, but he he's not worried about that. When I was talking with him uh, the other day, man, the guy's so, like, focused on the year, just want to be the best player he can be game in and game out, and he knows that if he do, does that, then the sky will be the limit for him. But I can assure you he's not worried about that. He's just more so worried about one game at a time and trying to uh, do whatever we can to uh, make this run what we're, what we're going for. That dude set that exact tone since the jump, his first press conference this offseason. He's made that abundantly clear that he's here to play and he's not worried about that until the time, you know, until the time comes. Go ahead, sir. All right. So Frank Brady and I, I uh, times two this question. He asks, how hard is it for a player to overcome their instinct to <laughs> scoop up the ball and try to score? Then he puts just fall on it, exclamation point. I think he's obviously talking about Jadavian Clowney, where it's just like, just fall on that thing. But is, is it like the instinct to grab it and go score? Or like, do you just say to yourself, I got to just fall on it because then it's us inside the red zone and I'll give it to Lamar and company? Yeah, it's funny because, uh, you know, we actually talk about that as a team and you look at it as a city fumble. Or like uh, like our country fumble in a sense, like are you around a lot of people or you're not around a lot of people? Mm -hmm. And whereas if you're not around a lot of people, your job, you're thinking to actually scoop and then try to score. But if there's a crowd of people around, that's when you uh, just hop on the ball. So when he's seen the ball, he didn't see the offensive lineman behind him. So he was thinking he just had a clear shot when you look at it on film to take the ball, scoop and score for a touchdown. But then after uh, he bobbled it a second, then offensive lineman grabbed him, then the ball started spinning and everything like that. And that's when the um, those guys had an opportunity to uh, get back on. It was funny though, because I was about 30, 40 yards away and I had I had no idea what was going on until <laughs> I seen the ball from one of those guys lay on it. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we'll finish here from Ryan. How big of a difference is it between home and away game weeks with six of the remaining nine being at home? Does it make a difference? Home cooking. 
Yeah, no, for sure. Definitely uh, love playing at home, knowing that, you know, have the best fans uh, come out uh, loud as crap, um, play in and play out. So excited to do that, being able to sleep in your own bed, uh, not have to travel as much. So sleep schedule gets pretty good and things of that nature. So I'm very excited about this uh, this run that we're about to have at home. And it's just going to be one game at a time. And I feel like when we do that, the sky's the limit. So we just got to keep chopping at the bit day in and day out. And just a quick, quick look. I mean, if you're making jokes about the Lions' den, the Seahawks, a bird, are coming to town this upcoming weekend. Any, have you generated any kind of motivational ideas for how you're going to put them on notice? <laughs> We're, I'm definitely prepare, preparing the right way. And actually, I'm going to look up on YouTube uh, after I finish up with you guys, you guys, a raven bird versus seahawk. I want to see how... Those two uh, look together, so you know. But I, I know we're we're some angry birds over this way, so we're gonna definitely express that uh, on Sunday. And I know the guys are looking forward because you know we're pissed off uh, on some of the uh, things uh, how this last game played out. But I know Pete Carroll gonna have those guys ready to go. Bobby Wag on D, Gino on O. So I know those guys are gonna come here ready to play, and you know we wouldn't want it any other way. And we know one thing, uh, and two things for sure. You know we have to uh, defend our turf by any means uh, necessary. So just like our home. So we'll be looking forward to and welcoming with open arms. It's great to have you back, man. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Yeah, you can throw me in the boat, partner, of the folks that I am highly anticipating what he comes up with for the Seattle Seahawks in terms of motivation. Right? Like, <laughs> you were trying to set him up there. He, does, he doesn't look like he's quite ready for it, but I do like the angry birds. Um I'm glad to hear that they're angry. I want to see, you know, people angry when they're not living up to the standards that they want. And what's crazy I, is, I mean, you know, before that fourth quarter, I mean, they really were dominating. All those interceptions actually led to so many of the offensive offensive points. So, but yeah, by far my, my two favorite things is one that he's feeling good. Okay. Because that is scary yeah. when your defensive leader misses a practice so i'm glad that he's you know he's saying his body's feeling good and the second thing is that marquise brown stuff and it wasn't just marquise it was wide receivers in general i mean i can't imagine because bobby i'm taller than some of these guys okay like i'm taller than marquise brown i'm taller than zay flowers i'm taller than a lot of dbs taller i'm not me. as i'm not as <laughs> built you know as sturdy of course but i can't imagine coming across the middle with the train that is Roquan Smith letting you know and letting you think twice to come in there again. It, I mean, that plays that plays in your head. That's part of the mental game, too. You just got to chip where you can. You do it legally, and that's what he does. And the, the, yeah, the, the, the story about St. Brown was hilarious. That he's, you know, he's like, I did get him down on his knees once. He fell, you know. So that's what you got to do. When you're in the middle, you got to intimidate, and he is perfect for that job. But he compared it to like a boxing match. Like this is yeah. real to him in the sense that there is like a psychological warfare that's involved there, right? When you're when you're you know at the second level with he and PQ and you're, you're tone setting and you're flying around and you have that sideline to sideline speed, but you also have that closing ability and the ferociousness of which he plays the game with. Like he's he's trying to make sure these guys don't come back through there and they think about it every single route and I'd be willing to bet that St. Brown was probably thinking about it towards the end which ultimately led to falling to his knees I mean this dude is an old school thumper and it's awesome to get inside his mind during these conversations because uh you know, we, we weren't able to get to 
every single fan question, but thanks to those of you who did submit those. One that, that comes to mind, and I'm forgetting who it was, is like they, they wanted us to ask him about how, how do you play with such accountability, pride, and discipline every single play? And that's what it feels like. And, and you noticed, did you notice? We should have followed up. We, we followed up with him after the Seahawks game. I think what he said is he went up and down the plane and checked in yeah. with every single member of the defense. Did you catch that? I did. Yeah, he did. He said, and he went to like every, he said every level of the defense was like, oh man, I should have done this. I should have done that. And so I love it. It's like, if you, if you screw up, just know Roquan and you know, he kept himself accountable too. He said, including me, like I messed up too, but so he holds himself accountable. But the fact that you, on the plane ride home, you know, the, the leader of the defense is going to come and be like, Hey, what's up? What what happened here? What happened there? It's like, yeah, you. It, it's it's like what Jadavian Clowney has said. He's like, hey, I'm older than Roquan and PQ, yeah. but they keep the standard so high that like I'm looking up to them, even though I'm older. So yeah, I really like that. That's really that was really cool to hear. That I'm glad you caught that too. That he was going up and down talking to everybody because it's like we got to get this fixed yesterday. And 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 like he said, he's saying they're a bunch of angry birds. I mean. That's it. They have they have so much to prove. So to have that many points given up in one game, uh, the Seahawks are coming in with a much better offense. I mean, they have a starting you know quarterback, and so I, I like to hear that they have something to prove. We have to have a bounce back game, and I love that they need a bounce back game. By the way, after a win, that's the way you want to learn. You want to know how to ingratiate yourself and and act like. You know that you belong to an organization a less than a year after being acquired. I mean, the guy has done everything right. He gets involved in the community away from the field. Obviously, on the field, he holds himself accountable in the film room, on the field, sets the tone, says the right things, brings that motivation, these one-liners that we talk about. I mean, it's hysterical, but in less than a year, he has become the undisputed leader of this team, in my estimation, and you see why, like he didn't just come in and immediately start doing that. There was like a, almost like a, a period of time that allowed him to adjust that allowed him to get to know his teammates. I love what he had to say about Gino, right? Locker room buddies, but, but they go out and do things together. They have dinners together. And it seems like Roquan truly knows just how great of a comeback story this is, not just because of the statistics side of things and what he's done through eight weeks of football, leading the league in interceptions, but because of the resilience that it's taken to, yeah, he gets cut because of a numbers game, goes down to Houston, doesn't even play, ends up asking to be released, doesn't get tendered by the Ravens. I mean, there's there's so many different um, layers to Geno's NFL story since being drafted a few years ago in the seventh round, and, and Roquan acknowledges that, and I just appreciated that, and I, I would have to think that, that him as a teammate is just as good as he is the player. Yeah, no, and I, I love that. Like, he's genuinely happy for Gino. Genuinely seems happy playing behind Matabike and and Michael Pierce. So, yeah, it's... Oh, and I'm sure as a head coach or even as a defensive coordinator, it's just, like, beautiful. It's beautiful to be like... I can remember a story from Ray, Ray Lewis when back in the 2000 team when things were going wrong and they gave up a touchdown on the first drive. Brian Billick went over to there to talk to him and, and Ray is like, hey, I got this coach. I got this. That's, that's Roquan right there. Precisely. We want to thank Cybertech for being the exclusive sponsor of Inside the Vault with Roquan Smith all season long. They are a next generation 
local recruiting, resourcing, and outsourcing firm. A new way to acquire resources is what they provide. Whether you're in need of new hires, contingent staff, or just seeking to outsource a business or technical function, CyberTech is the organization for you. If you're in need of resources and candidates and don't have the time to sift through dozens of resumes, CyberTech is a company that really understands your needs and presents candidates that are not in the open market within 48 hours. CyberTech has over 40 years of combined experience in working with some of the largest organizations, both in the Baltimore area and nationally. So if you find yourself interested, you'll have a chance to meet myself, Sarah, and the CyberTech team for a virtual introduction. You can scan the QR code right now today, as you see in the upper right-hand corner of the screen right now. Or you can just go directly down to the top of the show notes or you have an email that you can directly reach out to the folks at CyberTech. And we appreciate them for believing in what we're building here in Baltimore. Eight weeks down in the NFL. Week nine, as we mentioned, will be the Seattle Seahawks. We are tentatively scheduled to have Roe back on one week from today. That's November 6th after the Seahawks game. We will turn our attention to Seattle at some point this week. But remember, we got to kind of be on, on alert here because the trade deadline is Halloween afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern. So we'll be all over it. Should be a very, very busy week. For my co-host and partner, Sarah Ellison, I'm Bobby Trossett signing off from this special edition of Inside the Vault with Roquan Smith, powered by our friends at CyberTech. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the channel, like the video if you've been enjoying our content, and come back next time, which is Tuesday morning.